Hey, welcome to the Relentless Positivity Podcast. I'm your host, Joe Martin. Got a great guest today. He's going to talk about something very important. Hey, do you sleep every night? Uh, you probably should. If not, Dana's your person. We'll get into that later. But she's the owner of Rest Assured Consulting. She helps people sleep and life issues, anything they're going through. So Dana, thanks you for being on here today. I am so excited, Joe. You have no idea. Oh, man. I'm excited. It's been a while. So we're catching up. We caught up a little bit before the show. But uh, kind of tell us how you got into what you do now and tell us, I guess, what you do. That would be helpful. Well, I am a life balance and sleep coach. So I work uh, with babies all the way up to adults. Um, I actually started as an infant sleep consultant, um, getting babies sleeping through the night, you know, those, those hard years when parents are just falling apart and just need some help. Hey, when and they start sleeping through the night, you can do anything after they sleep through the night, right? If you can get life sleep- changes, right? right? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Before they start sleeping, you're in like zombie mode, you know, you're just straight up a zombie. Absolutely. Yeah. If you don't get sleep, then you can't get anything done. So mm-hmm. you kind of got into that that way. So what, what, what took you from there? So you're kind of branching out a little bit. What happened? Yeah. So as I was working with families and I loved it, I loved working with the families. I loved seeing the, the changes in the whole family, but we'd get done and the family would say, well, all right. Yay. Baby sleeping. Um, can you help me now? Because I'm still not sleeping. Right. And I was, I was so upset because like, I was just a one trick pony. Like I really didn't have a lot of education around sleep uh, for adults. And I would just have to say, no, I'm sorry. I I actually can't help you. And And I just got tired of saying that. And I thought, you know what, what, what could I do? What could I do to make it to where I can help them? Because, you know, you get to this point and you've built some trust with them right? And, and you want to help. And so I, um, I ended up doing an adult sleep certification and learned all about the body, all about the sleep cycles, all about the things that are keeping adults up, very different than what's keeping a baby up. Right. Right. And what it just turned into was the things that are happening during the day, the things that we're putting on ourselves, the stress, all the things that happen throughout our work day, in our home life, those are the things that are keeping, you know, adults up at night, lifestyle choices. And I just thought, you know what, this would be a great place to kind of expand into um, and get some life coaching experience. Right. Yeah. So I, um, I branched off and got life's life coach certification. Plus I'm just, I love learning. And so all the certifications, like I'll just do it all. I'll just keep learning. I'll just keep doing it. Pile it on, pile it on. Um, but I really think I found where I like to be. And so uh, I work with a lot of uh, women, uh, women mainly that are struggling because they're trying to find balance. They're trying to be everything to everyone and they're just trying to put it all together. Right. So, yeah. So let's talk a little bit about sleep because that's, you know, obviously you we were talking right before the show that your, bo- your business actually took off because mm-hmm. people were not sleeping during the pandemic. A lot of sleepless nights, a lot of stuff going on. So kind of what are some tips people can, because I saw something the other day that, you know, uh, $411 billion is lost through people not sleeping right. You know, just economic and troubles yeah. and stuff like that. So what are some sleep tips that people would start with? Maybe it's something they could start using right away. Yeah, it's crazy because you would have thought everyone was home. They had less things pulling on them. Why wouldn't you sleep more? You know, you're home more. But like the number one thing that disrupt disrupts our sleep is absolutely stress, right? right? 
And so a lot of that has to do with the way our body reacts to stress. And when you're going into that fight or flight mode over and over again, and you're not allowing your body to find rest, it's just a cycle and it keeps happening and it keeps happening. And so if I was going to, um, some really quick, easy things that you can start to implement are, you know, starting to identify where those stressful areas in your life are, right? What is it that's giving you the most amount of stress? Is it, is it financial? A lot of times it it ends up being there. Um, Maybe you're trying to do too much in too little time. You know, maybe you've set these really high expectations on yourself that you're going to get 15 things done on a to-do list when really, what if we concentrated on three, you know, how, how would that change things for you? So, um, your, your sleep environment can be really important. So, uh, when you are trying to go to sleep, if your room is super cluttered, if your room has a lot of piles of unfolded laundry and your brain will automatically go into problem solving mode, right? And so it's constantly thinking all night long, what can I do to take care of all this stuff? And simply like, even if you just moved it out into a different room, like say you don't actually want to address the root cause and you just need to get it out of your room, make your room a sleep sanctuary and get rid of all the clutter and you will immediately start to see some of that um, stress and anxiety kind of lift off of you and start to get a better night's sleep. That's great. And I could definitely move the stuff out. I don't know about cleaning it up, <laughs> get it out, out of sight, out of mind. Uh, you know? Yeah, that's it. So that's a great tip. Cause you know, you know, something that as a business owner that, you know, uh, as you go through there, you'll have a million things running through your mind. How do you coach people through that with people that just maybe they're, they're a parent or a business owner somewhere, they have a lot on their mind. How do you coach them through that to get in a good night's sleep? You know what? And that was kind of why it started leaning to the life coaching, right? Because that feels like it's so much more than just, um, I- I'm having issues sleeping, right? And so one of the biggest things when, when you go to lay down at night and you have a to-do list a mile long that's just spinning and spinning and spinning that usually means that you haven't done a really great job of setting boundaries and you've allowed things to creep into maybe you let work creep into your home life and maybe you're allowing other things to creep into like you should have some boundaries around um the bedroom right there's only two things that need to be going on in your bed right sleep and sex that's it So, but what happens is we let the TV in there. We, we start to, um, maybe we have the laptop and we're working on something and the brain starts to associate all these other things with that environment. And so it will cause this spin, 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 spin. Whereas if you start to kind of have some boundaries in place and you say, nope, this is the only thing that takes place here your brain will start to realize that it'll start to set up those boundaries and know that when you're going into bed, that that's what you you need to be relaxing. You don't need to be going through your to-do list. Right. That's a great tip right there. So Mm -hmm. uh, this one, since you do work with women, uh, I saw a stat the other day that 48% of people snore. So how do they deal with a partner who snores? Uh, how How do you work through that? How do you coach them through that? Step one, you take your pillow 
and you put it over their face and oh no wait that's probably not the best I'll, I'll edit that out don't worry I'll, I'll, edit, I'll, I'll edit that part out um you know okay so not everyone that snores has sleep apnea but a majority of people that have sleep apnea snore right okay sleep apnea is absolutely a silent killer Sure. Yeah. And if you have any kind of, if you are with a spouse or if you yourself snore to the point where you kind of choke a little bit, you know what I'm talking about? Like it's a, yeah. <laughs> or, you know, they wake up kind of gasping for yeah. air. 100%. You need to immediately make an appointment with a sleep clinic and get that looked at because sleep apnea can actually be causing all kinds of long-term damage to sure. your body, right? And it's not a really hard fix. You know, they have CPAP machines and people, there's such a stigma. People like think they're gonna be sleeping with this huge apparatus. They're not gonna be able to get comfortable anymore. You will have the best night's sleep you have ever had once you put one of those things on your face, if you yeah. truly have They've come a long apnea. way. They've come a long way too. It's not as, it's not what you see in the movies. Like you it's see not the entire face, you're know, like Darth Vader over there. So yeah, it's come a and long And they're kind of, they're, they're much more quiet now. And um, so like a spouse, it's more like a white noise almost going on instead. So for snoring, that is like a red, red flag. Get it checked out um, because you don't want to, like, if you don't get it checked out, heart disease, stroke, all the diabetes, all those things like elevate by like 68% yeah. because of sleep apnea. Well, I've heard okay. pillow smotherings go up 200% as well. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. And you can't, you can hardly stand it, but also, um, so, so weight gain will cause that. Right. So we're relaxed. We've kind of got some extra weight and we've kind of like that will start to get some of the, um, the noises to be a little bit worse. So, you know, being health, health conscious and kind of starting to, to have movement in your day, watching what you eat, that's going to help. Um, but you know, those breathe right strips and things like that, there are so many things you can do mouth guards that can help with snoring. Um, I would do all of those things prior to divorce. Right. Yeah. <laughs> is there any way they can deal with it before they get there? Is there, is there any way you suggest dealing with the noise or anything like that with, you know, maybe the partner's not, you know, maybe the appointments far in advance won't go, something like that. Have you had people deal with that? And how do you get around that? Well, I have had people that have actually had to go as far as like doing um, ear plugs, you know, because you have to be a little careful there, right? Because you want to be able to hear like children or, you know, any other environmental factors that you might need to be able to hear for, um, you know, worst case scenario, if they haven't, if, if they haven't been able to get into see a sleep doctor, you know, separating the rooms, it, it's not the end of the world. Um, you're both probably going to sleep a little bit better, but somebody with sleep apnea is not going to sleep very well regardless. Right. Um, but wouldn't you rather be able to deal with them during the day, having had a good night's sleep? Sure. Yeah. You know, ultimately, like the best case of sleep for everyone, everyone would be in their own beds. 
in, in a house. Like that's because when you roll over, you wake up people, you know, when you get up to go pee, like that wakes them up. Um, but we know that it, it kind of takes a shot at intimacy in a marriage if you're not like in the same room. Yeah. So you kind of touched on it. So why is sleep so crucial? I mean, we hear about it and we know we're tired, but why is it so crucial? Well, it's kind of like housekeeping when you're sleeping. So your body has these functions. Um, during the day, there are going to be certain chemicals and things that build up in your system. Things like adenosine. Um, that puts sleep pressure on you because at night while you're sleeping, you've, have you ever seen Inside Out? Yeah. The, the, I love Inside Out and I really feel like I wish it was kind of like that for real, but there's little things running all around and they're cleaning up and they're doing all these activities, but they're, but it's washing out, <coughs> excuse me, it's washing out um, the different chemicals, like the um, neurotransmitters, they have like byproducts that are kind of put off because everything in your body is chemically driven, right? Even the thought, you, you think, I want to raise my hand. There's something that's firing a neurotransmitter over here and it's connecting and it's going down your arm and it's saying raise arm, right? Well, all of that has these byproducts that kind of build up in the body. And if we don't get them out of there, the side effects are going to be um, like lower concentration, right? You can't, there are certain connections between like the frontal lobe and the, um, the, the other parts of the brain, like the emotion center, things like that. And if you have all of these chemicals that haven't been flushed out of the body, they don't work properly. Okay. And so your body is going to, you, it's linked to higher body weight, People that don't sleep, um, actually the feeling that you get, because your body tells you when things are wrong, right? Your body is so smart and it does so many amazing things and it gives you signals that something's wrong, but sleep deprivation feels a lot like hunger. So when people are sleep deprived, a lot of times they'll think it's hunger. They'll go stand in front of the refrigerator or the pantry and they're kind of staring blankly like, this is gonna solve my problem, but it doesn't because it's actually not hunger. It's really sleep deprivation and you need to go get some sleep, right? Um, depression increases when you're sleep deprived. Um, heart disease and stroke, your immune function doesn't do what it's supposed to do when you're sleep deprived because it's also not working. Your body does a great job of uh, reallocating resources. It It's like in survival mode, right? And so when you haven't given it the proper nutrition, the proper hydration, the proper sleep, it kind of says, okay, what can I do half like, and I'm going to concentrate on things that are most important for keeping you alive. Right. And so the sleep really makes everything start to function better. Um, you also become less quick to anger. Right. Like how what does it feel like when you haven't had a, a good night's sleep or think of a couple in a row? Yeah, I get back to, back to your original job. Right. When you had that baby and nobody's sleeping. Right. Right. snapping at each other. And I bet you've seen over the past year a lot more of that. People aren't sleeping good. They're already on edge. And they're not, man, on top of that, it's a ticking time bomb. Yeah. And you know what else I've seen is like since people have been home, especially when we were all first in quarantine and um, 
So now the parents that were at least getting a little break while they like went to work or something, now they're all together all day long. And the parents are like, we've got to fix this. We've got to get this child sleeping because I have no break 24 seven. Right. Right. So it's, it's just when you really start to analyze it, sleep is at the root of the, the basic functioning and the basic health of our body. Yeah. I tell my clients, Hey, that's where the magic happens. Because yeah. I'm not as sciencey as you and I don't explain neurotransmitters and stuff. <laughs> I just say, Hey, that's where the magic happens. You know? <laughs> it is just like your big, it's your big reset button. It's so important. And, and so many of us are not, not only getting enough sleep, but not the quality of sleep that we need as well. Mm-hmm. Quality yeah. and quantity. People don't really pay enough attention to those as well. And there was a study that they did. Um, it was one of the, um, the, the, medical research, um, universities, and they were testing kind of like sleep quantity as, and quality too. So they had one control group that, um, got, okay. So one group got four hours of sleep. That's all they got to sleep for the entire night. Okay. The other group was able to sleep for eight hours, but they were woke up every two hours for 15 minutes all night long. Okay. At the end, they had to answer a series of questions to make sure that they were really awake. Right. Um, And at the end of the test, they actually functioned the same. The people that got four hours of sleep and the people that got eight hours, but it was chopped up. So it's not just the, the amount. It's a lot about the consolidation and the quantity of it. Yeah. Because we've all had nights where, oh man, I, I was in bed for eight hours. I'm exhausted. What happened? You know, that's when yeah. you're up every few, that's, that study just proves it, right? We've all seen mm-hmm. it in real life. That's, so you know, you backed up by science. So how do you deal with people that have those, like my wife, ever since we had our son, she wakes up in the middle of the night, like every night, not just sometimes every night. How do you help people with that? Yeah. So when we, of course, everyone's going to be a little bit different, sure, right? Yeah. And there's going to be different triggers. Um, some of it can actually be, uh, nutrition, right? It could be based on what they're eating and drinking during the day. Um, Caffeine has a huge effect on sleep. It actually has a half-life of like six to eight hours. So you might have drank coffee like at 11 o'clock and it can still disrupt your sleep that night. Yeah. So you have to look at things like that. You have to get to the root of, okay, why are they getting up? Are they getting up because they need to use the restroom? Are they getting up because, so we might have to look at, you know, reducing certain windows of when they're drinking, right? That's a big one. Um, It might be because they have some kind of unresolved, like they, they really have too much that they're trying to sort through during the day. They've got that list, that to-do list that's going a mile a minute. And so, you know, sometimes we do activities where we do those brain dumps mm-hmm. before yeah, you go great. to bed. Yeah. yeah. Um, and, and sometimes you might even need a little uh, notebook next to the side of the bed, where if you do wake up and something's really bothering you, just jot it down and deal with it later. You know, allow yourself to have the thought, capture it, and then be like, okay, I'm going to come back to this later. Yeah. Otherwise, it you're solving doesn't... it all night long, right? In your dreams yes. and all that. I speak yes. 
Have you ever like binged on like a, a series and all of a sudden, like, that's all that you're dreaming about. Like it's totally in everything. I made that mistake with Grey's Anatomy <laughs> and I was like performing surgeries all night long. Worse, worse night. Yes. Yeah. Like, oh gosh, that was a hard, a hard day of work, right? Yeah. And then make steamy or whatever's doing something. He's waking you up. All, always doing something. Jeez. I have bits and pieces of that show in my head. So, <laughs> um, so kind of, you kind of all tied this together. And, and since you work with Sony, you turn into a podcast, the winning at mom live podcast. Tell me a little bit about that. So it is kind of part of like the life coaching side of things. And um, I have a, somewhat unique uh, view of parenting. So I have I have set A and set B. So my oldest are 22. I have a boy and a girl, 22. And then my youngest are six and eight. Wow. So we've got like a really wide span. Um, and I feel like I'm getting, I'm getting a redo. You know, all the things that I feel like I might have messed up the first time around. So sorry for my older kids. I'm getting a chance to redo all of that. And really, I was kind of growing up with my kids the first time. And now I'm really getting to enjoy parenting oh, awesome. yeah. a lot. Um, I loved, I mean, but the the older kids are amazing. They've uh, actually just um, last weekend, my oldest daughter got married. Wow. So that's great. You know, they're doing great things, um, but in that, I learned a lot about what was important and what maybe wasn't so important in the parenting journey, and so um, the podcast is really just a chance for me to kind of talk to other experts right? Talk to people because I'm definitely not the expert, Uh, but I get to talk to and get their opinions on things and talk about things that really matter that, you know, or that nobody's talking about the hard parts of parenting. And we just kind of dissect it. And we talk a lot about mindset and we talk about designing the life that you want. Right. And you don't have to just live a life because society says it's supposed to look this way. You get to pick that. You, if you don't want to work in a nine to five job, you don't have to, but you have to make those decisions and then you have to make it happen. And so design the life you want and then learn to live it. So that's what the podcast is all about. That's cool. Yeah. People need to go check that out. I'll link that in show notes as well. So, um, so we're going to switch gears a little bit and we're going to get into the hard part where you have to answer <laughs> questions about yourself. You're, you're, excited, you're <laughs> You're good in your field, but you weren't too excited about these, but we're going to get through them. Okay. So, uh, so kind of, you can do personally, professionally, what's been one of your biggest failures and how, what did you learn from it? Okay. Joe, this question was super hard for me because, and I, and I was like, why is it so hard for me? Like I sat and I was like, I can't think of any failures. I've definitely failed at things, but, and I'm sure it has a lot to do with all the the self-development work and, you know, you reframe things and like nothing is truly a failure because you've learned from it. Right. And then you pivot. And so I was like, well, if I can't think of a failure, what, what would it be the closest thing? And I was like, okay, so what disappoints me? That that's where I ended up. What okay. disappoint, what, what is my biggest disappointment? Um, and so I, everyone probably is their own worst critic, right? 
And I am really, really hard on myself. Um, So within my coaching practice, I actually have become a certified Enneagram coach. And so in that, we kind of dig into the different personality types. And I think maybe this is just really true of my personality type, but I definitely have been guilty of comparison. And so one of my biggest disappointments has always been that I didn't move fast enough I didn't work hard enough. I didn't get to where I wanted to be soon enough in my business, right? That it took me too long to, uh, to get to the point that I'm at. When you turn that around, you know, I had to go through all those things to get here. Uh, But that's always the part. That's always where I give myself the biggest amount of heartburn. It's like, well, why couldn't you be like so-and-so and and get your business up and running in two years? You know, here you are six years in and you're still acting like you're new to business, right? (laughs) So I don't know, does that count? Yeah, that counts. And that's why I asked that question about failure because if you learn something, usually it's a pivotal moment in a lot of people's lives, one of their big failures. I like people see that, that it's not a failure, just like what you talked about, that they had to have that failure to get to where they are today. So that's something that you've probably seen in your world. But, um, and I'm, I'm hard on myself as well. I'd maybe just be a business owner thing, but uh, what's your number, by the way? I'm supposed to go take that test. Oh yeah. Oh, I would, I would be interesting to, interested to know what you turn out as, um, but I'm a three. Okay. My wife's an eight. So she wanted me to take it to kind of- I love it. that. Yeah. Okay. So, so to me, that means a lot since I know all of these things and you're like, I have no idea what this is just a number. Like, what does that mean? Absolutely. Um, Trump is an eight. Martin Luther King Jr. was an eight. Eights are usually leaders. They are wow. people. That's a pretty that... crazy uh, transition there. Trump and Martin yeah. Luther King Jr. Right? They're, they're usually very strong personalities. She is. Yeah. She's, she's a leader, strong personality. Yeah. That, yeah. I got to take mine. I, I am not going to be an eight. I can predict that. So, um, so kind of on that same line, what, what makes you mad? This may, it may be, you can't say disappointed this time. What makes you mad? And yeah. What a, makes me mad? And I have okay. a reason for asking this. Yeah. All right. So what makes me mad? Watching a movie that had no point and is really awful and you continue to watch it because you've invested so much time that you're like, oh, it's got to get better. There's got to be a point. And then yeah. you get to the end and there never was. No point. <laughs> yeah. That's why I asked that because you probably hate wasting time, don't you? I do. That's yeah. part of my three. I'll see you there. This the thing, what makes people mad is usually what they're passionate about. That's why I like to ask that one too. So, mm. um, okay. So, so what inspires you? All right. So um, this is going to sound silly. The thing that inspires me the most is the greatest showman soundtrack. Really? Okay. Any time that I want to get in a cheery mood or I want to do some kind of like dreaming or vision casting, I will put that on. I will dance around the house. I will belt it out. I will sing and I will immediately be inspired. I I guess because that whole movie, I don't know if you've ever seen it, is all about dreaming. And Mm -hmm. it's, you know, so it just, it inspires me. Yeah, I have some of those songs on my my playlist we play at our boot camps. Oh, uh, nice. People love it. They get fired up about it. So um, so you do a lot of studying and you're always continuing education and all that good stuff. So what are you curious about right now? Well, like I said, I like to learn everything. Yeah. Um, I'm definitely a lifetime learner. So one of the biggest journeys I'm on right now is understanding um 
health and nutrition. Uh, I've been recently realized that I have some, um, some food sensitivities that have kind of plagued me. Um, and I feel like I've been duped my entire life by marketing. Yep. I feel like I've been lied to and they got away with it. And then all of a sudden one day this light came on and I'm like, wait, the things that they told me were healthy are not really that healthy. Yeah. You feel like that because that's what they've been doing. That's their job. <laughs> exactly. what oh, they do. That like, makes uh, me so mad. <laughs> like uh, we had, I was looking at our pantry today and we have veggie straws in there. I was like, veggie straws? What's that? So I looked in there. That's just potato chips by another name. I looked at it. Come on, man. That's good marketing, though. You got to give it to them. It, yeah. it made it our pantry somehow. I totally fell prey to that and used to feed my kids. And I like, felt so good that they were eating veggie straws. Yeah. The vegetable is potatoes, by the way. So <laughs> if you if never looked it up, it's potatoes. So you're eating chips. I hate to break it too, but they do put food coloring it to make it look like vegetables. So they got that going for you. They're like, oh yeah, it's carrot, it's green. It must be healthy. It's gotta be good. And then there's orange and yellow and all these. Yeah, it's great for you. So um, so kind of a different vein of things. What's the biggest, what's the best compliment you've ever received? So um this was hard for me too, just because I I by nature do not like to talk myself up. Mm -hmm. It's difficult. It's yeah. so it makes me uncomfortable. Um, but so I was thinking about like, what is a time where I felt super like, just special. And um, I remember having a talk with at the time, it was my daughter's stepmother. Okay, um, they actually never got married. But he's now with someone else but she was there for like basically the whole childhood 15 years right and i remember we were talking one day and she was telling me how much she respected me and that she looked up to me and that um she really hoped that the the model of the relationship that me and my daughter have that she hopes to model that like with her daughter with her own daughter and to me like that was the greatest compliment I could have ever received. Yeah, that's awesome. That's a great compliment, right? Yeah, it and, touched and, me. And, yeah, and good on her for telling you. A lot of people won't tell people that stuff. So good on yeah. her for that too. So you know what else is good? What? Sponsors. That's what. Oh, sponsors me, are good. They're very good. So let me tell you about a couple of them. So um, I don't know if you're looking to refinance or maybe you want to go buy a new home or something like that. Dominic Garver is the guy you call. Did you know that? You probably know some great people out there. He's a good one. So his number is 256-714-1429. His website's rocketcitymortgageguy.com. So I've known this guy, Dominic, since eighth grade. We played football at the football powerhouse at Challenger Middle School. And all the way through high school, I've known him ever since. Um, so I, I called him up not too long ago. I wanted to refinance my house. He looked at all my stuff, looked through it, and he said, uh, you don't need our services, man. You're good. Just go stick with what you got. And I was like, what? You're not going to try and sell me on anything? No. So he just shot me straight. Hey, so he just told me exactly what I needed to know. And I went on about my happy way, but he had some great rates if I needed them, that type of stuff. So if you're looking for someone to give you a great rate and shoot you straight, 
Dominic Garver. I came up with that tagline myself, by the way. You like that? That's good. That's good. Yeah. What if you needed like a monogram pillow to sleep good at night with or something with your face on it or t-shirt, whatever it is, you needed some branded stuff. Maybe you need a couple bacon costumes or something like that. Apparel Lab does just about everything like that. Any vinyl lettering you need in your business, anything like that, signs you need at your business, a bunch of t-shirts for the t-ball, t-ball team, whatever you got. Uh, tumblers, they're doing a Tumblr giveaway right now on our website. Uh, so you can give them a call or you can give them a website. Yeah, the email is theapparelab at gmail.com and use Relentless and you get 10% off. So that's pretty good, right? That's pretty good. Yeah, that's pretty good. So if you ever need a shirt, they're the best. They, this shirt right here, all the stuff I wear, all my fancy shirts, that's where I get for. They don't do low quality shirts. I've become a t-shirt snob like Matt, the owner. Once you get cool shirts, you can't go back. So Thank you for sitting through those, by the way. So if people want to find you, how do they find you right now? If they're, they're not sleeping through the night, the kids not sleeping through the night, how do they help? How do they get They got help? some big goals. They need some help with some life coaching. Well, right. I would love to connect. I spend a lot of time on Instagram. So you can find me right. at the Dana Stone, T-H-E, Dana Stone. And um, you can also visit me at liveandrest.com. So that's kind of the hub where you can get to basically anything. You can get to the baby sleep. You can get to the podcast, uh, life coaching, even corporate uh, wellness. Cool. Yeah. Like I said, it's costing $411 billion each year. If mm. your business, your people are all asleep at the wheel, mm. maybe literally if you own a trucking company, right? You need to get help, right? So don't, don't go out there sleeping through all the days and all that stuff. And don't go through sleepwalking through life, not feeling good. Give Dana a call. She'll hook you up. Go to her website. I'm going to link all that show notes. Give her a call. Thank you so much for being on here, Dana. You were awesome. It is amazing. Thank you so much, Joe. All right. You have a great day. You too. Thank you so much for tuning in. I hope you enjoyed that episode. If you could do me a huge favor, if you could review, rate, share, all that good stuff about the podcast, help word, get the positivity out there, that would be great. Also, if you could check out my new book, Relentless Positivity on Amazon, that would be awesome too. And I hope you have a great day. Thank you.